same. The Big Fit. Let's play the game. The Big Fit. We're still on fire. Busting liars. But now, The Big Fib. From Boardman, Ohio, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah. The Big Fib Goldstein. (laughs) Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the super gnarly and skeezy mega ramp of truth and the sketchy delamination of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, which stands for Live in Studio Audience. I see your true colors, and that's why I love you, so don't be afraid. Lisa! Lisa, what are you doing? Because your true colors are beautiful. Lisa, Lisa, take off your headphones. Huh? Oh, 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 these? Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I appreciate that you want to listen to your music, but we, we kind of have a show to do. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my bad. I just got so swept up in the song. Sure, sure, I get it. True Colors, a great song with a wonderful message about being proud of who you are and inner beauty. Sure. Exactly, Deborah. I love the line. Your true colors are beautiful as potatoes. Oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> the line is, your true colors are beautiful as a rainbow. A rainbow? Uh, that doesn't make any sense, Deborah. What's so beautiful about a rainbow? Potatoes are, they're so magnificent. All misshapen and naughty and brown, and you can make french fries out of them. I just don't know why you wouldn't sing about the beauty of potatoes. And why you wouldn't be proud to say, I am what I am. Get it? No. Okay, not important. Anyway, how about we move on and you tell us how our game works? Oh, I get it. Like a yam, like a potato. Good one, Deborah. Okay, thanks. You really get that song. <laughs> okay, every week we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least we hope. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about skateboarding to coast or perform athletic stunts on a shortboard mounted on small wheels. Lisa, what do you think about skateboarding? Ah, oh, dude, skateboarding is sick, my man. Is, is that good? Ah, uh, I think so. I don't really know. I, I'm not that into skateboarding. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll learn some skateboarding terminology today from our experts. But first, let's meet our contestant, Lisa. Tell us about our contestant today. Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who survived a crazy birthday, Jasmine Taylor. Hey, Jasmine, how are you today? Good, how are you? I am well, thank you for asking. That's so kind. You had a crazy birthday. Tell us about it. So first, uh, on my birthday party, me and my eight friends got stuck in an elevator. Oh my gosh, how scary. For how long? <laughs> it was like maybe like an hour and 45 minutes. <gasps> oh my goodness, were you scared? A little bit. And then did somebody have to come and rescue you? Yes. Oh my gosh. So you survived the elevator. Is that all that happened on your birthday? Well, then I got the flu. Oh, no. So I was stuck at home. (gasps) And then like a couple weeks later, I was going to tutoring and I slammed my right thumb in the car door. Ouch. So I had to get eight stitches. Oh, my gosh. Jasmine, this is awful. I know. And the car door probably got hurt, too. (laughs) 
that was the car door. Oh my goodness. And you survived and you're smiling. I know nobody can see it, but we're telling you right here, she's smiling here and now she survived. I hope every birthday to follow is way better than that birthday. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. We want to learn some more things about you too, Jasmine, but we're going to do it with a little game we call Two Truths and a Lie. You are going to tell us three facts about yourself. Two of those facts will be true. One of them will be a lie. And Lisa and I are going to try to figure out which one is the lie. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Excellent. What are your three facts, Jasmine? Number one is I know how to do a cartwheel and a round off on the trampoline. Whoa. Number two is I've played over six sports, three at the same time. And number three is at camp I was sewing and cut my finger by the needle. Oh, no, by a needle. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I I always hope that the injuries are the lie, but it does seem like things happen to you a lot. What do you think, Lisa? Okay, I would say she never uh, cut herself sewing because she learned an important lesson about her fingers when she slammed her finger in in the door and she said, never again. (laughs) Let's hope that's true. All right, Jasmine, which is the lie? The lie is that I've played over six sports three at the same time. What? Oh, my gosh. That means you did something horrible with a needle and sewing? Yes. Was this before your birthday or after your birthday? It was before. Before. And so now we're not going to hurt ourselves anymore, right? No. That's going to be it. Okay, but let's just say, let's. I know I wasn't totally right, but I did get one of them right. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Yes. One out of three. (laughs) One out of three is... Okay, but not the name of the game. So you lost too bad. So oh, uh, can we start over and change the name of the game? No, we're not going to start hey, over. Hey, welcome to one out of three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our first expert is Zoe Cross. Zoe, please introduce yourself to Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine, I'm Zoe Cross. I'm a professional skateboarder, and I sometimes am a commentator at the Summer X Games, where I've medaled three times. Cool. Thank you, Zoe. Let's meet our second expert, Evan Dittick. Evan, please introduce yourself to Jasmine. What's up, Zoe? My name is Evan. I am a sponsored skateboarder and professional skateboard instructor. Hey. Ooh, I love it when you drop in those sounds, Lisa. That's because they're the sounds we know and love that tell us it's hot seat time. Love it. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Jasmine's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Evan, and I can't say why because it is classified with the United States government. (laughs) Okay. All right. Jasmine, what is your first question for Evan? Please explain to me your job in the skateboard community. So my job in the skateboard community is a skateboard instructor. So basically I work with kids, adults, anyone who's interested in learning how to skateboard. And I teach them how. It could start from pushing, riding, and it could go as far as learning how to do tricks, filming them, um, taking them out to different spots and different skateboard parks where they could learn and eventually compete in contests and more. Cool. Okay, this question is for Zoe. Who is the most popular skateboarder in the world? 
Ooh, I mean, I guess most people would say Tony Hawk, but I might say Rodney Mullen. I would say Old Man McGinty. He's 117 years old, and he knows how to skateboard from the age of zero. Never never heard of that guy. Well, he's not particularly famous. I see. Which, I mean, yeah, I mean, so maybe technically it doesn't apply to her question, but I just want to say Old Man McGinty is paying me to mention (laughs) his name on the podcast. He's great. (laughs) This is another question for Zoe. What year was the first X Games? Oh, easy. That was um, 1998 in Seekonk, Massachusetts. What are the X Games all about for those who don't know? Oh, yeah. Well, the X Games are an extreme sporting event. And you just have like the craziest sports. We have skate park, street style, vert, um, men's and women's. And, you know, I'm really hoping to see a co-ed someday. And people just tune in to see the craziest, most extreme work from modern day skateboarders. Cool. This question is for Evan. Shoot. What are a couple of the hardest tricks in skateboarding? So the hardest tricks, it's all relative for the skater, like grinding down a huge skateboard rail or uh, jumping down a big stair set, where that could be physically hard and super dangerous for your body. Like if you fall, you could break bones and stuff. Or you could think of something that's really technical. So it would be like kickflip, backtail, big spin out, where it takes a lot of time and a lot of focus and it may take multiple days before you actually land it. So some, it's all about like your confidence and going for it. And then there's other, it's more skill and technical ability and focus. So there's both directions that you could go in. It all really depends on the skater. Okay. This question is for Zoe. What is the difference between a skateboard and a penny board? So these two boards do have a lot in common, but a penny board actually has a lot of copper in it, which gives it its name, penny board. And it tends to be a little bit smaller than a skateboard, so it's good for younger skaters. Which one is harder to do, the, to do tricks on? I would say... I mean, a skateboard is a little bit easier. If you're on a penny board, I would not recommend doing tricks on a penny board. It's not good for cruising or carving down hills, and it can be a little bit more uncomfortable, I think, because of, like, the extra metal in it, the extra copper. So it's just, it's not a good board for for doing tricks. Okay. This question is for Evan. Do you have any advice for someone who wanted to have this job as well? For sure. So for someone that wants to be a skateboard instructor growing up, I would say the best advice is to actually skateboard yourself. Because if you don't know how to skateboard and you want to teach people how to skate, they're going to call you a poser and they're going to be like, oh, they're faking it. They don't really know how to skate. And um, it's not as easy as it looks teaching. You have to be work well with kids and be able to explain things very well. Um, otherwise, new skaters aren't going to be able to grasp all the principles and um, may lose their balance or fall or get hurt. And it just you got to be very patient. It takes a lot of patience to be a skateboard instructor. And I just want to say, nobody ever call me a poser. <laughs> okay. I am not a poser. I'm a rad dude. That sounds like something a poser would say. Ah, oh, come on, <laughs> man. I'm a rad dude. <laughs> and this question is for Zoe. What was an exciting moment that happened while skateboarding? So I do a lot of work with uh, Skate Like a Girl. So I'd say my most favorite uh, recent memories are running clinics, just, you know, working with young women and uh, teaching them some really just gnarly tricks like the lemon twist, the gazelle flip, the diamond drop. I mean, these girls work so hard and it's so rewarding to see them really land a trick after just 
working and working and working. I'd say I just feel so good as an instructor and just like as a, a skater myself. And are there a lot of girls in skateboarding, Zoe? Yes, actually. I'd say like at least a quarter of pro skaters now are women. And, you know, we really would just love to see that come up to 50-50 for sure. Okay, rock on. This one is for Evan. Which skateboarder had a game named after them? Tony Hawk's. Duh. <laughs> had a game? A video game. Oh, a video game. Yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I've played every single one since I was like 10 years old. It was like the reason I started skating. Maybe even younger, actually. PlayStation, just playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And then I was like, I want a skateboard. Wow. Might I recommend Pac-Man versus Old Man McGinty? <laughs> it's another great video game. Evan. How realistic is the game um, that was about Tony Hawk? Mm. So Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, it is not very realistic at all. In the video game, you can grind like telephone wires and like jump over cars with ease. And there's like skate parks literally everywhere where you could do like crazy airs off of the sides of buildings. And it, I think this, the physical aspect, like physics they didn't really consider that while actually skateboarding and also in tony hawk you don't really fall as much as you do in real life whereas in real life skateboarding you fall more than you actually land Mm. so when you started skateboarding were you disappointed that it wasn't just like you weren't skateboarding over cars and off of buildings yes very disappointed it actually took years before i like learned how to actually do real tricks Wow, years. Okay. You got takes a lot of patience. Oh, skateboarding sounds lame. You got to learn how to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do have to learn. Oh, I just yes. like things I can do immediately. Mm. Something a poser would say. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. I'm a red dude. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> if you love the Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, put on those brain buckets. Questions are about to fly downhill. Jasmine, let's start with Evan. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. What do you call the style of skating where the rider does moves and does tricks on a ramp or in half pipe? That is called transition or vert skating. How do you feel when you when you say you are sto- stoked? Stoked is happy or satisfied. Who was the first female professional skater? Elisa Steamer, but I could be wrong. Old Lady McGinty, Old Man McGinty's uh, wife. <laughs> What is the name of the trick where the skater grabs the nose of the board, kicks the feet out while in the air, and then quickly puts their feet back on the board before landing? That'll be an airwalk. What does it mean when a trick is NBD? Never been done. What is the hardest trick you have ever done? Switch back tail, 360 shove it out. Which board is easier to use for beginners? 
A skateboard or a longboard? A longboard is easier to ride and balance on, whereas a skateboarder is easier to go down ramps and learn tricks. And that is time. That's the, the, the time. Uh, we can't give you any more time or otherwise we got to take it from somewhere else. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And now, Lisa, kindly reset the timer. Yeah, hold on. Okay, and Zoe's going to do the shorts on fire round now. Jasmine, you can ask Zoe your questions now. What do you call the wooden area of a skateboard that you stand on? Uh, Deck. What is the name of the trick where the skater kicks the board into a spin before landing back on it? Uh, Spit out. Name one way to stop and break on a skateboard. Um, power slide. Which came first, street style or vert skating? Uh, street style. Who was the first woman to become a pro skateboarder and was on the cover of Life magazine doing a handstand on a skateboard in 1965? Patty McGee. Deborah Goldstein. I wish. <laughs> At what part of a track does the skater have the most kinetic energy? Ooh, pass. What is it called when you fall on your elbow and your elbow gets really big? A swell bow. Who invented the trick called the impossible? Bucky Lasik. Which country banned skateboarding from 1978 to 1989? I think it was Switzerland. And that is time. That's all the, that's all the time. If you're listening at home and if you have any extra time to spare, please send it in and we'll use it on next week's episode. <laughs> I'm not and, sure about that. But... Yeah, we'll put you in the credits and you'll be an official producer of the show. <laughs> OK, let's try that. Yeah. It's decision time. It's time to discover who is a skateboard thrasher and who is just a poser. I'm a rat dude. <laughs> Jasmine. Who do you think is our big fibber? I think the fibber is Zoe. <gasps> Why do you think Zoe is our fibber? I think that because she said she has been in th- um, three X Games, mm-hmm. and she told me that it started in 1998, but according to my research, it started in 1995. Ooh, okay. Facts prevail, or do they? Let's see, let's see. Okay. Will the actual skateboarding expert please tell us who you are? I am the skateboard expert. That is correct. You did it, Jasmine. Rock on. That's right. Evan Dittig is a skateboard expert who runs his own skateboard instructional program, Shred.co, for kids and adults and maybe even robots. Okay, time for some fact-checking. Evan... What facts did Zoe share that were actually fakies? The penny board made of copper. (laughs) I don't think that's true. And uh, you said it's like easier to learn on a penny board and it's not good for cruising or riding, but it's actually preferred for cruising and riding. You also named a few really funny tricks that are not even in existence, like the lemon twist and the diamond drop. Oh, really? Uh, You got me. And then there was one, uh, you said the spit out, which you were talking about the kickflip, I believe. Yeah. The description was for a kickflip. You're like, the spit out. Oh, that was a pretty clever name, though. (laughs) Well, maybe you can make up uh, new tricks and and those could be the new names, Evan. Definitely. I'm surprised at what you did now. You you gave a lot of great answers for being a poser. Thank you. (laughs) Not me. Okay, Zoe. Tell us how you tried to snake our expert. Well, I did do a lot of research, and it was really fascinating to learn as much as I did about skateboarding. And I tried 
tried to find uh, real, real uh, professional skateboarders, real tricks, and then sort of add my own false answers that sounded true. Mm. Because so many of those names, Evan, like you talked about, sound like they could be made up, yeah. but, but they're legit tricks. So that was really uh, a fun thing for me to do as the fake expert. And then I just wanted to go through some of the shorts on fire answers, like which came first? I think actually vert skating came before street style. Is that right, Evan? Uh, I believe so. I think it was. Yeah. It started off as freestyle, which is like a short board doing like kind of like dance routines on a skateboard. And then right. the skaters were like, this is whack. We want to go on big ramps. And then they learned how to go up and get air and do all those spins uh, on vert. And then... There was a counterculture of street skaters that said Vert is whack, and then Vert kind of died off a little bit. And now Vert is making a comeback with like Vert and Super Park and Mega Ramps, and they're actually going to have uh, the Olympics with skateboarding in it in 2021. And there's a whole Vert section called Super Park, I believe. Wow, that's so cool. I can't wait to see that. I just really hope that people stop calling each other whack. I, uh, <laughs> I, I just think it's not helpful to anyone. And there's a lot of injuries, emotional injuries caused by... But actually, skateboarding call. is not as uh, dangerous as some other sports, actually. That's a that's a misconception. That's what it is. my research shows. Yeah. Um, and just for you physics people out there, the part of the track where the skater has the most kinetic energy is actually the lowest part of the track. And the person who invented the trick called the impossible, Evan, do you know that? Rodney Mullen, I believe. Rodney Mullen is correct. And the country that banned skateboarding from 1978 to 1989 was Norway, even though there was an underground skateboarding community that was still skateboarding throughout that whole time. But um, but they actually banned it, which is kind of crazy. Norway, t- more like no way. That's not cool. <laughs> Norway, it- more like Borway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, We're skaters. Nice. Well, that was super awesome. Jasmine, you did a great job. We've landed a really great sesh, and it's time to bail. Thanks to our contestant, Jasmine, who did a primo job asking questions. Thank you to our expert and liar, Evan and Zoe, and to Lisa, who never gets bored playing sounds. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into The Big Fib, where we stick the truth and liars always wipe out. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And please don't call me whack. I am not whack. I am a rad dude. (laughs) Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes Podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.